Look, Devin Kennedy is back on the Orlando Magic. Like this isn't y- y'all. Y'all realize how incredible this is. This this just it's insane that Devin Kennedy is back on the Orlando Magic. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic game against Boston Celtics. Plus, my Mo Bamba's preseason actually means something. Let's get to it. You are locked on magic. Your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 13th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk about Mo Bamba's preseason. Why there are some signs that this isn't just regular preseason for Mo Bamba. Why this actually might have some meaning for him. We'll also talk a little bit about how close and tied together this team is in preview tonight's game against the Boston Celtics. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. You want the lowdown on the Boston Celtics, especially with the news about Al Horford that came out today. We'll get to that on our end in a little bit. Check out Locked On Celtics. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. I also want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day or just part of your regular podcast rotation. Whether you're listening to us once, twice, three times, four times, every day a week, just after games, whenever, we appreciate you. And we appreciate you coming along with us on this journey through the 2022 season. We have a lot of fun things planned for the course of the season, for the course of the season, of course. Um, but I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen today. Remember, the Locked On Magic podcast is free and available on all platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. There's obviously, uh, you know, been a lot of of focus and attention on Mo Bamba, um, former six overall pick a player that just represented a lot of promise um, and, and and frankly, just a lot of frustration. I, I know from his end, as much as, as, as from fans end that he hasn't really gotten an opportunity. Yeah, of course, that's, that's somewhat understandable. He's playing behind an all-star Nikola Vucevic. The team's goals really changed under him. He faced a lot of injuries, faced a lot of adversity uh, and, and never really got the chance to improve. And, and, you know, unfortunately the NBA can be a very brutal place if you, you know, rookies get a little bit of leeway, that if you don't prove your place very, very early, it is very easy to get forgotten, especially when you're on a team that isn't focused on development, that has winning as a primary goal. If you can't help the team win, you're going to struggle to play. And while Mo Bamba certainly do, has always done things that helps the team win, it was also clear that he had a lot of work to do and a lot of work to do to improve as a player. Uh, and unfortunately, through just bad timing, bad circumstances, he's never really gotten the chance to make those improvements. Um, let, let, let's let's be clear. Yes, Mo had a lot of work to do when he entered the league. He was extremely raw when he entered the league. But at the same time, Mo was also not given the chance to improve. And a lot of that wasn't his fault. 
It was injury. It was COVID. It was the delay is delay of the season. It was the Magic's goals shifting underneath them. Um, I, I'm not afraid to say this. When when the I, when the Magic drafted Mobamba, I thought, okay, they're going to let him understudy under Nikola Vucevic for a year. They'll move Vucevic along. They'll kind of begin a reset and a rebuild before his free agency. Uh, and then Bamba will be the starting center. That's, that's I think, what we all thought at the time. Um, of course, things changed dramatically. Nikola Vucevic became an all-star. The Magic made the playoffs. They resigned Vucevic. And their goals suddenly changed to a team that was poised to kind of restart under a new general manager, under new new you know basketball operations staff, to a team that was trying to win and trying to kind of find their, find their way through the middle. That was not an environment that Bamba was going to be successful in. Um, and I think that is abundantly clear by what we've seen from, from Mo Bamba here uh, in his career. Um, but I, I think that's also abundantly clear just from the way this team was constructed, the way this team was built and made. It's Things have changed a lot since then, obviously. Um, the Magic have done their rebuild. They did move Nikola Vucevic. Um, Bamba you know, continued to suffer through injuries, but now he's got opportunity. And that's something that he really hasn't had before. Like he's always been a parlor rotation, always been a bench player, but there's always something in his way, whether it was his conditioning, whether it was the potential that he had some long haul COVID issues, whether it was just not clicking with the coach. I mean, frankly, I don't think Steve Clifford, I don't think it was that Steve Clifford didn't like Mo, didn't like Mo, but his goals were different than the goals that Mo needed to succeed. Um, You know, again, I'm a big believer that the NBA is so much about situation. All these guys are extremely talented. It is very, very rare that a player, um, it, it, it is very, very rare that a player simply cannot play. Um, certainly there are guys like that. But I think so much of success in the NBA, especially for young players, is about the situation they come into. Are they going to a situation where they're going to be nurtured and developed? And, you know, again, I don't think it's the Magic's fault necessarily. I don't think it's Mo's fault. The Magic were not a good situation for him. But now things are different. Now they have a coach that's steeped in player development in Jamal Mosley. They have the pressure of winning is, you know, not completely off. It should never be completely off, but it is off. Uh, and Mo has finally an opportunity to get better. For the first time in his career, Mo had a healthy summer to get himself ready for the season. Uh, and really the promise of playing time, and especially now that the Magic have shown a willingness to play two bigs together to play Wendell Carter with him, some creativity to get him on the floor. Again, you know, yeah, sure. Steve Clifford tried a two big lineup, but let's, let's be real. Steve Clifford's offenses and defenses were not super creative. The question is always about what you do with the opportunity when you get it. That's always the big question. That's always the big deal. Um, it doesn't matter if you get opportunity. It matters that you take advantage of the opportunity that you earn and that you're given. And so this preseason has been interesting to watch Mo take advantage of this opportunity. I'm the first one to tell you preseason stats aren't really important. Um, it's sort of like summer league. You figure out who can't play more than who can play. Mo's put up good preseason stats before. And, and the one thing that we know about Mo Bamba, and I think one of the things that still is so promising about him, is if you give him time to play, if you put him on the floor for significant time, he's going to put up counting stats. He's going to put up numbers. But I've always questioned, you know, especially toward the end of last season, and, and I think it's perfectly fair to question that. How much does it impact winning? What is he giving up in addition to what is he putting in? 
Um, and, 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 you know, that's always a question you have to ask of all young players. So what has Mobamba done that's different this time around? Sunday's game against the San Antonio Spurs was something different. It wasn't just a regular, it wasn't just a regular preseason performance for Bamba. It wasn't just that he put up numbers. Mo Bamba's line in Sunday's preseason game against the Spurs was really, really good. Really, really good. Um, I'm pulling him up here. Um, he, he scored 16 points, grabbed 10 rebounds, and blocked five shots on six for 10 shooting, made two three-pointers in Sunday's win over the Spurs in 27 minutes and six seconds of play. So that's a really good game. No matter how you shake it, that's a really good game. For the preseason in total, Bomba's averaging 12 points per game, 7.7 rebounds per game, and 3.3 blocks per game. Again, just three minutes, three games, and 20.2 minutes per game. He's third on the team in scoring and is posting a 65.4% effective field goal percentage. I want to contrast this because, again, like I said, Mo Bamba's always put up numbers. And in the preseason in 2020, in the 2019-2020 preseason, Bamba averaged 9 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, 1.3 blocks per game, and 14.6 minutes per game with a 68.9% effective field goal percentage. So again, he could put up numbers. That was never the question. But what was different about Bamba on Sunday? And what's been different about Bamba, I feel, in this preseason is that his minutes actually have impact. His minutes are not just garbage time. His minutes are not just the end of games. It's not just kind of skating to the end. His, his minutes are not even break even. He is winning many of his minutes. Now, obviously, I know he fouled up in Sunday's game against or in Wednesday's game against the Pelicans, but he is winning many of his minutes. And that fourth quarter is probably the most important fourth quarter that we've seen from Bamba so far. He played about seven minutes in the fourth quarter, those, those finals of 652, and put up some of his best plays at the end of that game. The block on Keita Bates Diop uh, to, to preserve a one-point deficit. That's the play we imagine Mo Bamba making from the moment the Magic drafted him. That's the play we all assumed Bamba would be making on a daily basis for the Orlando Magic. Like, like seriously, that's, that's incredible. That's a big deal. Um, that's something that we've been waiting on forever. But more than that, knowing that Bamba has these had these conditioning issues. And, and the conditioning issues, you know, the quote-unquote motor problem, which we've talked about a lot on here, um, that quote-unquote motor problem um, is very much about his ability to play through an entire 48-minute game or to play a full game. And so it's not just that he made all these plays late in the game. When it was clear, he was tired a little bit. He was definitely huffing and puffing a little bit, but he pushed through, made that big alley-oop with, uh, with Jalen Suggs, had the, had the big block, had a couple big threes. To, to really spark that comeback. He had four of his five blocks in the fourth quarter, by the way. And I, I get it. The, 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 the opponent matters there. The Spurs were not playing their starters at that point. But what's really interesting is that Mo has very rarely played the number of minutes that he played. I said he played 27.06 in the game Sunday. Bamba has only played 27 minutes or more four times in his career. He's only played 25 minutes or more Five total times in his career. And those four times he played 27 minutes or more came last year after the trade deadline. And those minutes were not particularly good. 
Um, yes, Bamba still scored 16.8 points per game, 15 rebounds per game, and 2.8 blocks per game in those four games that he played more than 27 minutes per game. I, I, again, I will never question that Bamba can put up counting stats. But the Magic did not play, did not have a positive plus, mi- plus minus in those games. And Bamba did not shoot better than 50, and only shot better than 50% in one of those games. Again, this is all to say that, yeah, Bamba's had minutes before, but he's never had an efficient, impactful run of minutes like he did Sunday. Look, it's preseason, and preseason stats should always be taken with a little grain of salt, with a little bit of hesitation, with a little bit of who knows if this is actually real? Who knows? But but this feels different, or the signal that this is sending is different. I'm not expecting Bamba to play 25, 30 minutes. Um, I'm not expecting Bamba to be this dominant, dominant force for the Orlando Magic. I'm not. That's just, that's. I don't think that's, that's who he is or who, who the Magic need him to be. And, and again, we don't know what the final rotation for this team is going to be. We're going to learn a lot tonight, I think. I think the Magic are going to probably use tonight as something of a dress rehearsal. But Bomba's preseason is not something we should so easily ignore. It, it is not something that we should completely dismiss in the way that we would most preseasons. Bomba's showing real growth. Bomba's showing a real impact. And Bamba is someone that I think is due for a big season. Something to get excited about. We'll talk a little bit about how the Magic are more more tied together than ever before coming up here in just a moment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Sweat Block. You know, I am getting ready to go to a concert on Thursday. My first concert concert in a long, long time. I'm going to spend the day out. Um, It's over at Universal you know, I got my annual pass. I'm going to go spend the, go spend my day there. And I know that it's going to be a hot day. It doesn't matter if it's the fall here in Florida. It's going to be a hot day. So I got to prepare myself. I got to get the number one Amazon, pro- the pro- number one antiperspirant product on Amazon right now. That is Sweat Block. Sweatblock is a stronger and more is more stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guarantee. This is going to sound too good to be true, but you literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love deals with sweat a lot, you have to check out Sweatblock. And if it is Florida tested and it can beat the Florida heat, it can work for you. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Once again, I, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Magic part of their podcast routine, whether we're your first listen in the morning. And again, I'm going to try and make this available early in the morning. Um, I, I am kind of liking these, these like kind of late morning recordings. So like an eight, like 8 30, 9 o'clock recording. I'm going to try and be better about sleep this year for myself. Um, but 
but regardless of when you listen to us, whether you were your first listen of the day, whether you listen to us at lunch, whether you listen to us on the way to the Magic game, I'm sure some of you are doing that right now to get ready for tonight's game. I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Magic part of your routine, no matter how many times you listen per week. Be sure to check us out. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms. Plus, you can now find us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube page at Locked On Magic. There is one thing, and, and by the way, I, since I am recording this uh, in the morning, I do see your comments in the chat. I'm going to answer some of those questions um, a little bit later on in the show when I do my preview of the game tonight. So we'll talk. Don't worry, I'm not ignoring you all. I know I'm streaming this live. I, I want to make sure I, I hit hit you up there as well. Um, that's going to be one of the benefits of doing this on YouTube is I will be able to interact with you live every single day if you happen to catch me while I'm recording. I, I'm going to try and make recording my recording time a little bit more normal. Um, uh, you know, it's certainly not as late as I've been doing it. So we'll, 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 I'll be continuing to experiment a little bit with release times throughout the course of the year. So just definitely be, definitely be subscribed so you can get the latest locked on magic the moment it is available. One thing though, that we have known about this magic team from the very beginning, um, is that this is a young group, um, a really, really young group and, and, and young groups tend to struggle tend to have difficulties, tend to find trouble somewhere in, in the course of the season. Um, you know, one thing we're all curious about is what happens with this group when they hit their first five-game losing streak. And there will be five-game losing streaks this year. This is, this is you know, I'm an optimist. Uh, I, I want to believe this team's going to be a lot better than people think. I'm, I'm hitting that over as well. Um, but this, this season's going to be rough. This season's going to be tough. I, I, have, I don't think there's any way around it. Um, that's why it's so important for the Orlando Magic to be as tied together as they are, to have the togetherness and the, the, the ability to just be friends and be cheerleaders for each other off the court. We see this everywhere. We saw it in Sunday's game, you know, Magic down 18, they're playing against the Spurs team that sat sitting their starters, but Everyone is still engaged in the game. And, and the joke that I've been you know, bopping around my head is there's a photo of RJ Hampton like leaping out during the Cole Anthony dunk. And it's like, who, who jumped higher on that dunk? Cole Anthony or RJ Hampton? The one thing that was just so abundant when we got to training, when we got to media day the other day, um, or a couple weeks ago now, when we got to media day was just, how tied together this team is. This is a group that, it, yes, it's going to compete against each other and, and they're going to be fighting for minutes and fighting for playing time, but it feels like the Magic are building a culture where they compete, but they support. Where guys are are, are together at every stage of the development. Um, it's the one thing that I think we really can hold on to. It's Jonathan Isaac organizing the trip to Charleston to, to meet all his new teammates, to have all his new teammates in one spot or as many as possible. It's the fact that so many uh, players on this young team went on that trip and didn't, and, you know, it was about work. It was about working out. It was about play, getting some run in, but it was also about just relaxing, getting to know their, their new teammates, getting to know the people they're going to be on the road with their, their, their new family, so to speak. And that is, that is going to be so essential to what this team does. That's going to be really part of this team's identity is this togetherness. Because there's going to be tough times. 
But the reality too is that this is part of the team's culture as well. The reality is this team's culture has to be about being together, about being together as a unit, about supporting each other, because that's what's going to get you out of the rebuild. Yes, you need the X's and O's, you need the tactics, you need the the talent to do so as well, but you got to be pulling together. You know, you co- I constantly think about what Victor Oladipo said. It was a year after he was uh, traded from Orlando. Um, he was on, I think, Woj's pod, and, and he was talking about, you know, working in Oklahoma City and and being with Russell Westbrook. And, he's, and, and I think it was him that said, in Orlando, it felt like everyone was competing against each other. And, you know, again, I was in those locker rooms. People liked each other. It wasn't that no one disliked each other, but it didn't have this feeling, if that makes sense. It didn't have this feeling of togetherness, of we're here to build something together. Certainly though, certainly the Rob Hennigan rebuild suffered from a lack of culture. Started with the coach, frankly. You know, I think Jacques Vaughn just wasn't ready for the job. Um, it started with the, you know, the, the lead players not really being together. Um, you know, again, whether it was a cultural difference with the Vucevic or whether it was, you know, Vic, you know, who knows, who knows what it was. This team feels really different. And, and if I'm a little more optimistic about this rebuild, it's because this aspect feels like it's there. That these guys, you know, gen- generally like each other, but are pulling for each other, pulling with each other, competing, but lifting. And that's going to be really, really important because there's going to be hard days ahead. And, and making sure that this lasts, making sure that this continues through a six-game losing streak, through a stretch where you've lost eight of ten, through some of the difficult times ahead is going to be vital. You know, I think that's going to be the biggest test for Jamal Mosley this year is how much can he keep these guys believing in what they're doing when the results may not always be there. The results may not always be clear. So far, I mean, so far, I, I've been in really impressed with with Mosley's attitude and outlook um, toward the season, toward the team. I've been really impressed with it. Um, I think he's, I, I can, I understand why players respond to him so much. Like, like he's, it, you can see it out there. But his ability, but he's not going to have to do the work to tie the team together. They're doing it already. We can see it in all the videos that the Magic are posting. You see it in all, frankly, the social media that Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton and, and all these young guys post as well. They are they are in each other's corner. And I can't tell you how valuable that's ultimately going to be for this team. Whether it turns into something else, whether it turns into results is going to be the ultimate question. But I think the Magic are in a good place, and I think it's because their team is so tied together. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic's game against Boston Celtics coming up tonight. Answer some of your questions that were left in the chat coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, Built Bar is back. They've all, they never left. Back like they never left. Um, And there's something for everyone now. I actually had someone on Twitter reach out to me saying, huh, I'm thinking of trying one of these Built Bars that Philip R underscore. And these always talking about. And I said, you absolutely should. You absolutely should. And actually, I think the churro puff flavor is back. You know, we're, we're in Orlando. This is the churro capital of the South, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. And while it is not the Universal Studios churros, which are delicious, they're pretty, they're pretty darn good. I actually have a, still have a box of my churro puffs that they that they sent me. Um, one of my favorite flavors. So definitely go check that out. They've also got a couple special flavors out. They, they kind of do some limited, limited run flavors as well. Um, but 
like I told, like I've been saying to everyone, uh, these are the these are the protein bars that are built for non-protein bar people. They come in great and delicious flavors that taste exactly like what they say on the box, whether it's a fruity flavor like raspberry, which I've tried and I don't even like raspberries and it was pretty good, or a more traditional chocolatey flavor like cookies and cream or even like German chocolate. They taste exactly like what they they say on the box. They are pretty, they're pretty darn good, but they're also pretty darn healthy for you too. And they're not going to break your calorie bank. Not only Built Bar flavor is the best tasting, they're healthy too with 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you will be powered by the same bar that powered all the gold medals at the Tokyo Olympics. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So the Atlanta Magic... Take on the Boston Celtics tonight at 7 o'clock. I will be at the Amway Center for my first game of the season. Very, very excited to be back at the Amway Center. See all my friends, of course. Be back on the floor, which we were not able to do last year. Um, be back in the media room, which we were not able to do last year. Uh, I'm very, very excited about my about my first Magic game. I uh, hope you, if you're able to make it, that you enjoy the time too. Of course, our last tune up here before the regular season begins. One week from tonight. One week from tonight, the Atlanta Magic play a regular season basketball game. Um, as always with the preseason, I'm less concerned with the opponent. I know the Celtics had some struggles with turnovers in their last game, so I'm sure they will be more focused on, on that. And, and that, I think that's actually a perfect challenge for the Orlando Magic because um, I think the Magic you know, are playing a lot more pressure, a lot more trapping on their defense. They want to force turnovers, and I don't think that's necessarily a, a space that they've been successful at. So I'll be curious to see how much their pressure works against the Celtics team. Um, the Celtics, of course, will be without two key players, both Jalen Brown and Al Horford tested positive for co for COVID. They are both in the COVID protocols. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to speak to anything else on that, but uh, they will both be in the COVID protocol, so they will not be playing in this game. Um, so that's going to, you know, again, you're not looking at a fully powered Celtics team. I don't know how much Jason Tatum's going to play, but honestly, I would like to see the Magic win. I still have some scars from the 2003-2004 preseason. Uh, when the Magic, I think, went one in, that was back when they played like 10 games. They were like one in seven, one in eight, one in nine, so something like that. Um, and everyone kind of knew that there were problems uh, that season. Now, look, this Magic team's probably going to be as bad as the 2004 Magic team record-wise, um, but I would like to see them get a win. Um, that first Celtics game felt like a win. It felt like the Magic did a really good job defensively on them. Um, they certainly have, uh, I think, a little bit of uh, an easier time inside again, you know, against Robert Williams, Grant Williams, et cetera. Um, so I think the Magic will be looking to exploit their bigs a little bit. I think they'll look to experiment with their guards a little bit more uh, in this game, uh, if not do a, a, full, a more full dress rehearsal. Um, and so it to me, it's going to be really, really interesting to watch watch this game and to see what the Magic are working on as they get ready for the preseason. Obviously, the Magic won't have Chumo Kiki. The Magic won't have their full roster either, but still a lot the Magic can learn, a lot the Magic can do here in this game. So again, the big thing I'm watching is turnovers, Forcing and and committing, you do want to start rounding into shape and rounding into form there. Um, the three-point shooting was a big part of the Magic's game against the Celtics the first time around. It's a big part of the Magic, um, big part of the Magic as well here. Um, and 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 we'll see exactly what uh 
what the team does as well. We'll see exactly what the team looks like here as well. Let me just get, uh, I know I'm streaming this live, so I want to get to a couple of, uh, a couple questions were asked. Um, Nugroho Pudianta, sorry if I mis mispronounced your name, says, hi, Phil. I believe that every team needs a vet presence. T. Ross, Rolo, and Gary Harris are guiding the young guys right now, and there's a possible chance that one or two of those guys are going to get traded. Who do you think will fill the vet presence after that, and is there a chance that they don't get traded and extend in Orlando at what price? Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's a, a little early to be talking uh, trades. Um, I think it's just a hair early to be doing to to be in that kind of mode, so to speak. Um, but um, you know, I do think it's going to depend on the offers that come down. Um, if the Magic get good offers, I think they will trade them. Gary Harris is obviously a, a, a free agent at the end of the year. Um, he would have to play, I think, really well to be included in this team. This team has a lot of guards. They're going to have to sort through them. Terrence Ross, I think, is at the peak of his trade value at this year's trade deadline, um, and so I think that uh, I think that will be a, a big factor as well in, in things too. Um, you know, I don't know if they'll. I don't know if any of them will get extended. I think the Magic are still in a, a big rebuild. They want to focus on these young guys. Um, they'll find players like Robin Lopez, who I, I don't. I think this is his only year here. Um, I, I think they'll find players like Robin Lopez to kind of fill those roles. But it wouldn't surprise me if they keep Gary Harris. Not a, it would not surprise me at all if Gary Harris is someone they keep. Uh, for the long, for the for the medium term, like maybe a two year deal or something, if if things go well this year, we'll have to see how it all plays out. It's still so early. I, I don't like talking trades until we get a little bit of data. Um, most trades can't happen until December anyway, uh, so it's nice to think about. It's certainly so something that I'm sure is a question that's on the whiteboard that the, that they'll be looking at and answering, uh, but just a little early to be talking about all that. The Orlando Magic will tip off against Boston Celtics tonight at 7. I'm being kicked out of the room. Uh, there's another podcast we're trying to get in, so I'm going to wrap things up here. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search or tune in him while you can Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and able to listen to advice. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. Tomorrow, we'll recap tonight's game against the Boston Celtics, of course. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.